And the Lord just kept telling me like yesterday that um, to speak about today in a side of victory, that there was victory through the cross. And so today I want to call it victory through the cross. And um, I really believe that, you know, when I was in a very religious setting, um, the cross was always brought to me from the side of death. It was always brought to the side of me of the suffering and everything he took on himself, but I never got to see the other side of it, which is the side of victory, the other side of the cross. And so the Lord this morning, you know, we've, we've been under a heavy attack with all this sickness and things going around. And the Lord was reminding me, he's like, but it's not over. And you know, the media keeps saying it's not over. And I keep saying and declaring in the spirit, yeah, you're right, it isn't over because God is going to show up and he's going to do so many great things in this in this situation that things are going to be turned and flipped around so quickly, just as Pete was sharing earlier about the shifting of times. And we're going to start seeing um, the power, the power of his blood. And so, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting a phone call from my dad. <laughs> I know that was the Lord. Because I haven't seen my dad in a long time. And I know it was the Lord telling me something to tell you. Some of you haven't seen your dad in a long time. I'm talking about Jesus. And he's calling a lot of you back to see him again and to call and to talk with him. Maybe you forgot about him somewhere along the way. But I'm telling you, he's for you today. And he's there and he's calling you. It's no surprise that my dad is calling me back right now. And the Lord is calling you again. And he's calling you to come back to the covenant, back to what his promise was over your life. And he's calling you and he's calling you. And all you have to do is pick up the phone. All you have to do is just remember that the Lord has not forgotten about you. It doesn't matter how long it's been that you haven't talked to him or you haven't seen him. But I'm telling you, he's saying right now, you can come back to him. He's there waiting for you with open arms. I don't even know who this is for, but I know it's the Lord. And he's waiting for you with open arms and you don't have to live in condemnation anymore. You don't have to live in shame anymore or feel like you've done some horrible thing in your life because he's there waiting for you with open arms to receive you again. And I'm telling you, today is a good day. Today is, is such a beautiful day. And I just felt the joy of the Lord earlier as we were in worship. 
And I really believe as you're in worship there where you're at and you're in praise unto the Lord, that you will begin to feel that same joy come into your house, come into your apartment, come into your car, wherever you're watching from. You would feel that same joy again, <laughs> that you would feel excited. You know, I was thinking about the movie The Passion that Mel Gibson did. And it's so crazy. I felt in my heart that I needed to pray for Italy today because most of that movie was filmed in Italy. And I can't imagine how they saw the process of this movie being made and not be touched or affected by the process of watching the movie being produced there. And I really believe they've gotten hit so hard with this sickness and this virus. And we're all about the nations. And all God died for the whole entire world. The whole entire world. Not just our individual households or our own cities or our own states. But the whole entire world the Lord had on his heart today, years ago. And I just pray over Italy that those that are watching, that are going to watch from Italy, that you would receive healing over your bodies this morning. That God would give you breakthrough in whatever you need today, that you would lack nothing. And that his blood is sufficient for all of you in Italy right now. And I just pray, Lord, that you would bless every person there and that there would be such a shocking, a shocking and a shaking to your nation this morning that they would know that God is real and that God's hand has touched your nation and has brought healing to you. And the miraculous Roboshini would begin to rise up again out of the beds. I speak to you that death wouldn't overtake you, that sickness wouldn't overtake you, and that you would rise up from your bed totally healed 100%, and you would get up and you would have so many testimonies would come from Italy of how God touched him and, and how they had encounters with the light of God and didn't even know he was real. I just feel like I needed to do that. We come from a stance this morning of it is finished. And if we open up our word to John 20, 19, 28. This is Jesus on the cross. And it says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, it meant fulfillment. Everything was done that he was called to do on the earth, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And it said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine with sour, with, um, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a, habit, a, a hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he says, it is finished. And bowing his head, you know when it says that part, bowing his head? It spoke to me about honor for his father. You know, when he bowed his head, after he said it was finished, it meant that he honored heaven and he honored his father's wishes because all he said and did when he was on the earth was what his father told him to do and to say. And when he said that, I really believe when he bowed his head, it represented the honor he had for his father. 
I don't even know who this is for. Look, I'm just saying what the Lord is telling me to say. You honor your father and your mother no matter what. Whether they've been bad to you or not, today's a day that you can begin to change things with your mom and your dad. I know this is for somebody because everything God's putting in my heart this morning is not things I have in my, my writings here. Bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. The whole time Jesus walked the earth, it was about him and his father having a relationship together. And when he gave up his spirit, it says even the process Jesus took on the cross was always about humility. Because at any point, you know, the enemy came and provoked him over and over again. Well, if you're really the son of God, you can do this. Well, if you're really the son of God, you can do that. And a lot of the times we as human beings begin to begin to take those baits. And we begin to move out of pride sometimes. And that pride drives us to be in unforgiveness in our hearts. And I'm telling you this morning, it's time to forgive those. Those, like it says in the word, that have trespassed against you. You have to go down deep in your heart right now, today, and you have to ask the Lord to please help you to forgive those that that have trespassed against you. It's under the blood. It's been forgiven. And I'm telling you, I don't care what horrible thing it is that you've dealt with. Forgiveness, it brings freedom. I have this word that I've experienced years ago about the sheep slaughtering the sheep. And I only share it when the Lord tells me to share it because it's very personal and meaningful to me in my life. And I had a, an encounter with the Lord one day. And I was at a service and a lot of people were mad at each other. But I had no idea when I shared this. But the Lord did. And um, I remember seeing body parts and people crawling on the floor full of blood where their arms had been chopped off and their legs had been chopped off. And there was, and, I, and I, know, I know this is extreme for some of you, but I'm telling you what Jesus did on the cross and the movie The Passion, it doesn't even come close to what really happened. So when God shows us things, it's so we can understand the value of something. He doesn't show you something just so that way you can just have a vision or a revelation and then just go on about yourself. He gives it to you so that way you can understand the value in it. And I was at a meat market. And I remember walking in and the Lord was walking with me. And I began to see all these people crawling on the floor begging for help. They were begging and begging for help. And I just looked at the Lord and I said, God, what can I do to help these people? What's wrong with them? Like what? I thought they were sick. I was like, what kind of sickness do they have? What can I do? And I just saw limbs and body parts everywhere within this meat market. And I just I just asked the Lord. I said, God, I said, if you could just tell me what to do to help them, because I could hear their cries. And I could hear their begging and I could hear their, I could feel their heart and their brokenness. And the Lord said, well, he says, this is the sheep slaughtering sheep. 
And I said, I don't get it, Lord. And he said, yeah, he says, because of unforgiveness. When you don't forgive someone, you're literally slaughtering the sheep. Jesus is sheep. And there has to come a point to your life where you begin to forgive people for things they've done to you in your heart. You can say all you want to say from your mouth. But if it's not a place from in your heart of forgiveness, then it doesn't mean anything. Because I'm telling you, when Jesus said, forgive them for what they do, they do not know what they do. He said it from a place of his heart. He didn't say it just to say it, but he meant it. It was something inside of him that had to open up that even as he went through the, 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 cru- the, the crucifying of his body and he went through all this stuff for us, that God, God came in and had him say that because he only said what his father told him to do and he only did what his father told him to do. So that means God was telling him to forgive those that had done wrong to him. And if we're to be more like him, then we have to function like him also and not just talk about it. I just kind of want to skip forward a bit here. I really believe that through all this craziness and all this mess we're dealing with as a nation, as all the nations, as the world that we're going through, the Lord is commissioning us as we overcome fear. And I want us to turn to John 20, 21. Jesus comes and he shows himself He comes up to be with the disciples after he was resurrected. And the same day that evening, being the first day of the week, we'll start on 19. The disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. Some of you are in your homes and you're full of fear. And I want to tell you this morning that peace would be with you. They were scared after Jesus was crucified because they didn't understand that he was going to be resurrected. They had no understanding of what was happening at this time. Many of us have no understanding of what's going on right now. But I'm telling you, when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus said, peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his handle and his, his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, <laughs> the double-double, peace to you. Not only peace be with you, but peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also sent you. And when he had said this, He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven then. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. 
This is where the forgiveness comes in that he's talking about. This is after he was resurrected. He comes and he gives this word to the disciples. And he's like, look, I'm giving you the authority to forgive people in your heart. I've given you the authority to, for you to grab peace and to have peace in your house and to have peace inside of you, that you would be an overcomer just like he overcame the cross. We would become overcomers of fear and not live in fear. They were living in so much fear, they locked the door. Read in the beginning, it says they locked the doors and were hiding from the Jews in this moment because they had no idea what was going to happen to them. Some of you are in fear of this sickness, and Jesus is showing up this morning, and he's like, peace be with you. Peace be to you. Wherever you're at, whatever nation you're watching from, he's your Jesus too. We move on to 20, 2024 in John, and it's titled Seeing and Believing. My husband did this service last Sunday about believing. And let me tell you, this is key for us this season, is to believe. Let's start on verse 24, John 20, 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the 12 was not with them. When Jesus came, the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see him, see his hands and print of, his, of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. I know there are people watching this morning and you feel that way. Well, unless God does this, well, unless God does that, well, unless he shows up in this, then I'll believe if he's real or not. And this is a perfect example of what Thomas had to go through. And after eight days, eight days, new beginnings, right, for Thomas? His disciples again inside and Thomas with them, Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. <laughs> then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. If you have not seen and you're believing as believers of the Lord, he will bless you abundantly. He will bless your house. He will bless everything you touch. That you may believe, let's continue on verse 20, 30. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ 
the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Life in his name. That you would live and you would not die. I don't know who that's for this morning, but if you're contemplating suicidal thoughts, I just break that off of you in Jesus' name, that you will live and you will not die, and that God will show up in your midst, as it says here. He's going to show up in your circumstance. He's going to show up in that, in that hard situation, that decision you're having to make, and he's in your midst this very second, this very moment. He's in your midst, and he's standing there, and he's like, he's like just believe just believe I've shown you here through Thomas doubting Thomas right <laughs> but Thomas he believed because he saw I pray this morning that the Lord show you who he really is we move on to 21 15 Jesus restores Peter. I want to talk about this for a second. Because you don't understand the power of restoration sometimes. See, it's crazy because here we are. Jesus has been resurrected after the third day. Peter denied him three times. He denied him three times, Peter. And here comes Jesus in his resurrection power and restores Peter back to believe again. Ooh, that's what he do. See, there's restoration waiting for you this morning. If you haven't believed and you lost your way and you're lost and you're confused, I'm telling you, Jesus is here this morning to tell you, I can restore you. Everything you thought you lost, I can restore back to you. I can restore family. I can restore finances. I can restore businesses. I can restore. Just give him your list and speak restoration over it. And because he is a restorer. He says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? I believe Pete shared on this last Sunday when he shared about believing. And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. I said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. See, to restore Peter back, he asked him three times, do you love me? Peter was taking back what the enemy stole from him because the enemy came in and whispered a lie to him that day and made him doubt about the resurrection and made him doubt about the power of Jesus that day. And some of you have been shaking in your boots in fear, doubting the power of God and the power of the resurrection. And I'm telling you, God is offering you up restoration this morning that whatever it is you were doubting him on, I don't care what, li how little, how big it was you were doubting him on. I'm telling you this morning, don't doubt him anymore. Because he's switching out your mindset for what the enemy tried to steal. And he's bringing restoration this morning through the power of the cross. In victory. 
And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Some of you need to hear this this morning. Some of you need to have the Lord come and tell you, do you really, really love him? He's waiting for your response. Then he tells him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things, and you know that I love you. Most certainly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. See, God is going to restore things back to you this morning, and then he's going to want you to follow him. He's going to want you to beckon to the sound of Holy Spirit and do whatever Holy Spirit is telling you to do. And you're like, yeah, I love you. I love you, Lord. And God's like, okay, put that love into action now. Don't be ashamed of my gospel. Don't just say that you're a believer and a Christian and you don't do anything with it. I'm telling you this to fire your belly again and to put fire inside your bones to shoot up again. That you can stand on the ground of the resurrection power and you begin to have a voice again and begin to move and shake things with the authority God's given you. I want to read this last part. Because this is the second time God speaks about this. In John 21, verse 24, let's read this. This is the disciple, they're talking about John, who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. There are things that are happening that are going to start happening around the world, and you're not going to have an explanation for it. There's going to be signs, wonders, and miracles happening around the world. I'm telling you right now because of the resurrection power of the blood of Jesus. And I'm declaring that over every nation that the signs and the wonders and the power of his resurrection power are going to begin to arise again. And the whole earth is going to be going to shine with his light again and the Lord is going to be glorified every nation will glorify the father he says it twice why does he say it twice because he wanted to make sure we understood that the things that we cannot understand in our carnal mind, that just because they were not written in this book, it didn't mean that Jesus didn't do it. 
So quit denying his miracles, his signs, and his wonders. Quit denying the, the healings that God is coming in that science can't wrap its head around. And I'm telling you, even through this virus, if it took the virus to wake us up, to shake us a little bit, and to stretch out our faith, that this morning you would switch up your mindset and you will understand the real God that you serve has power and he has not changed of what he has spoken over you. He has not changed what he speaks to the body of Christ. If you're not hungry for more of him, then you need to get on your face again. If you're not hungry to see his signs and his miracles and the touch of his hand again, then you need to get on your face again. I'm telling you, we have to be people by the commissioning that he's giving us through the apostle commissioning that if we are not people that move in power, then that means that the blood wasn't sufficient for us. But I'm telling you right now, become that person that moves in power and that you're not just talking about the word, but you're living the word. You're moving the works of the Lord by your hands and your feet and your body unto the Lord that he will be glorified this morning. Some of you should be excited in your house right now. You should be jumping up and down and you should be thanking the Lord for the resurrection power that he's given you and me. And you got to go around and you got to say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Rise up in the name of Jesus. And you got to begin to declare the goodness of God again. Because some of you have been like doubting Thomas. Some of you have been like Peter, denying him the three times. Some of you have had unforgiveness in your heart. Because you have not forgiven. And I'm telling you this morning, you have an opportunity because of what Jesus did a long time ago to take back everything that the enemy stolen from you. Let's just stand this morning. Wherever you're at, you stand up right now. Wherever you're watching from, you begin to stand up as kings and priests this morning. And I just thank you, God, and I just pray that your fire would come and eat away every sickness that every attack of the enemy has given us this morning, God. That your everlasting fire, God, that it be ignited inside our bellies again, God. That what you did years and years, centuries ago, God, it has power, God. And when we get up this morning, we are going to be a people of power, God. We're going to be a people of authority, God. We will not let sickness win. We will not let darkness win. We will not let things that we're seeing in the natural, God. We don't agree with it, God. Oh, we speak, God, that your, your powerful blood, God, your body that broke for all of us, God. Oh, just like you tore the bread at the Last Supper, God, your body was torn apart, God, but it represented the power, God. It represented that you took all sin on your body for each and every one of us, God, because none of us are perfect, God. Horoboshati. Horoboshatan Horoboshati. 
right there where you're at. Right here where you're standing. Oh, just say, God, let me see your face this morning, God. Let me encounter you again this morning, God. Oh, bring a refreshing over our spirit again, God. And give us the strength, God, by your bread, by your blood this morning, God. Oh, strengthen your children, God. That breakthrough would come and touch every household. That breakthrough would come and touch every family, God. Oh, we don't just take what the enemy serves up to us, God. But we have a table. A table set before us, God, that only you could set before us, God. And we have a feast of things to eat from this morning, God, because of what you did, God. <laughs> He's calling you. He's calling you back to the table to sit with him again, to dine with him again. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what kind of shame you've been carrying. It doesn't matter what wrongs you've thought in your mind. Because the blood is for you too. The body that broke that day for you, it was for you too. Just right there where you're at, say, God, I just, I just ask you back into my heart, God. God, I believe you died on the cross for me, Lord. God, I receive today, God, your Holy Spirit. Oh, your Holy Spirit, God, that I can begin to follow you, Jesus. I can be a follower of your Holy Spirit and of your power, God. Oh, he's a good God. <laughs> he's a good daddy. <laughs> He's a good daddy. <laughs> we just thank you, Father. Let's just give him a praise this morning. Right there where you're at, just begin to praise him. Just begin to thank him. Just begin to do a Jesus dance this morning. Just begin to do a Jesus dance this morning. <laughs> 